This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth as you can see i'm joined by two very special guests <laughs> i think one of them is going to be talking with me the other one might be talking but i don't know if she'll be talking to me um sister torrance you want to say hello to everybody yeah hi everybody this is my daughter eden you've seen her before if you remember like a year ago but praise the lord so god is just so good family i want to get right into tonight's solid talk and i want to just take a moment to really just kind of frame it um just so that we can understand what we want to say tonight. Once again, I greet everybody in the name of Jesus Christ. The title of tonight's solid talk says lifting up the skirts. It says lifting up the skirts. Now, if you read some of the books of the prophets in the Bible, there's an expression that God uses. And in Nahum in particular, I think it's also in Jeremiah, but just looking at this particular text in Nahum chapter three, verse five, it says, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover or lift thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. So while are we reading this scripture tonight? Last week, we had a discussion about anger. We had a discussion about anger, not letting the sun go down on your wrath, and a discussion about what was happening with Kwame, with, uh, Kwame Brown. And in that discussion, we focused a lot on some of the things that he might have been experiencing. We kind of used him as a backdrop to really discuss the topic of anger overall. And uh, it's debatable as to if he's actually angry or not, right? Um, but nonetheless, I believe there's a greater conversation that's coming out of this whole Kwame Brown situation. And bear with me. I know y'all like we didn't talk about Kwame Brown <laughs> two weeks in a row. This ain't a sports channel, Greg. But this kind of goes in line with what I'm going to be asking and discussing tonight. Is God could it be that God might be working in this situation a little bit? And that's kind of where I want what I'm going to um picture to you in the second T is the greater conversation that's being brought out of this discussion over Kwame Brown is really about the media and about the machine that's behind the media. And a lot of the discussion, even though folks try to talk about it from a basketball perspective, a lot of the discussion has now shifted into what is the real motive behind the media? And but me and a, a buddy of mine, brother Randy, my brother in Christ, we were having this discussion about the whole Kanye situation, uh, the whole Kwame <laughs> situation, and if he's angry and things like this. And I was just kind of walking and listening to the word of God. And this scripture stood out to me. It's John. I believe it's chapter 10. Let me just see if I can pull it up. It's John chapter Uh, crud. I should have just, <laughs> I wrote it down. It's John chapter 10 verses 20 through 21. Now this scripture is talking about Christ. Now, obviously 
Kwame Brown is is not even in the same conversation with uh, you know as far as Christ is concerned. But when I heard this scripture, he came to mind, and the scripture says, "And many of them said, He had the devil, and is mad. Why hear ye him?" Okay, so Jesus is performing miracles. They're going around saying, "Okay, some people think he's from God. Some people think he's demon possessed. He's crazy." And then they're saying, why listen to him? So here's the rebuttal. It says, others said, these are not the words of him that has a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? So can a devil open the eyes of the blind? When I heard that, it made me wonder if in the midst of all of the carnal discussion and even all of the profanity and all of the crazy talk, is there something that God could be doing in the grand scheme of things? Because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. I'm just asking the question, is this something that he could be doing to open the eyes of the blind? Because what's come out of this is Kwame is exposing a lot of what goes on in these circles he calls them the go along, get along gang. And even though he's probably speaking about it from a human perspective, right. clicks and stuff like that, we who are spiritual and we judge all things spiritually, we understand that there's spiritual wickedness in high places. Right. So this is what I want to ask you, T. Some of us who are in these uh, Christian circles and these even these truther circles, right? Mm -hmm we kind of have some insight into the go along, get along gang, as he likes to call it. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the cliques, the, the brotherhoods, the fraternities, the rituals, whatever else is going on. Um, <clears throat> Kwame is exposing this on a national level. Yeah. He's saying things out in the open that folks have been saying in private. Right. Um, let me ask you this question to start with. Do you think that people are ready to have the discussion about the go along, get along gang? Um, well, I think he's proven that to be true. Because around him and everything that he's saying, there's, like you said, a lot of conversation. Not only is there a lot of conversation, but there's a lot of people like bigging up Kwame. Mm -hmm. Like he's exposing this and this and that. And he's been trying to tell y'all about this. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of chatter, but I do think for the most part, people are ready for that conversation. Um, I think in these times, everything is questionable, mm -hmm. you know, in this COVID era and election and all that type of stuff. I think people are just trying to figure out what's going on, like with everything, you know, like, mm -hmm. and in the midst of COVID and all this stuff, people are turning to like what appeases them. So sports being one thing and all these sports channels that come with it and other things. And so now that it's being exposed because the thing about conspiracy theories is that the people that are exposing things are not in it, mm -hmm. but Kwame was in it. And so now I think people are kind of like, wow, like 
wow. Yeah. Like it's not even. I mean, I guess it could still technically be questionable because it's his word against theirs, but um, it's not so questionable now because yeah. there's somebody who was in it, played in it. Would you say he was in the NBA for like 13 years? Yeah. So yeah. He, he knows. He, he He's seen a lot of things probably in those 13 years. So I think people, again, for the most part, are ready to discuss it and ready to accept that like this is just that this world probably just isn't what we thought it was. Wow. Yeah. And I do believe that this conversation that he's having is, is good for that because it's sports, right? You know, he's, he's not super popular. Like I really right. believe before <laughs> this particular, I put like this, I think you would have to have known basketball mm -hmm. to really know who he is. Right. Cause I didn't know who he was. Before right. This. There's a, there's a lot of wives who are just like, you know, honey, why you keep talking about that? Who is this Kwame Brown? You, right. keep, you know, there's a lot of that going on. But like you said, he actually played in the league. He actually is able to pull back this curtain or as the title of this um, thing says, or as the Lord said in the scripture, um, he's able to discover the skirts. And what it's really doing is it's exposing the nakedness. And I think through this instance and also, like you said, just the last couple of years, period, people are asking questions. People are beginning to question what's really important in life yep. you know these things that i thought was just so valuable and so important to me all of this leisure all of these you know the traveling the celebrities i i really believe we're in a season where if you have eyes to see and ears to hear god is judging these things and more importantly or i'll say more specifically he's showing the nakedness of it absolutely yeah I'll tell you what's interesting, sister, just kind of still framing out this discussion. Mm -hmm. If you go to Kwame's videos of either when he was making bad plays or when Stephen A. Smith was talking about him, things like this, it's night and day, the comment section. If, if anything that's like <laughs> seven days or less, basically this last week where he's been on fire, yep. everybody's like, Team Kwame, Team Kwame. <laughs> but anything, you know, three months old, a year old, five years old, every human is just talking about how much of a bum he was, right? How much mm -hmm. of a bust he was, how he wasn't a good player. Like that's that's the majority of the comments. So there's a shift that's taking place. Mm -hmm. What it's done in me is this, caused me to look inward to really figure out what am I do where 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 should I how should I be viewing this situation right because to be honest with you because Kwame played for the Wizards and <laughs> me and my buddy Troy we used to watch the Wizards games all the time mm -hmm. and we would kind of laugh at Kwame you know yeah. it wasn't like malicious he couldn't see us laughing at him but <laughs> right but we had it in our minds because of the way the media presented him and yeah. because of his play on the court, let's be clear. Yeah. It, it ain't just come out of thin air, right? right? But we had it in our minds that he was, he was a bum or he couldn't do anything right on the court. Mm -hmm. But then when he presented his side of the story, it gave me more to think about. Right. Like, okay, he might not be doing what we expected him to do, but he's doing something that probably less than, 0.1 percent of the people on the planet can do that's true and so the reason why i say it caused me to question myself is because the machine the media 
the machine can only run as long as you give it fuel. Right. As long as you give it power. Mm. And it's when you when you look at somebody like Stephen A. Smith, we're gonna we're gonna get off the sports. Just give me like five or ten minutes. <laughs> when you look at somebody like a um a Stephen A. Smith, right? When people view him, they just want to see him yell. Mm-hmm. They present these shows as though they are sports analysis shows. Yeah. But in actuality, the show is really just designed to make money because the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Right. So in making money, they believe that people want to see conflict, you know, so they're not really caring what Stephen A. Smith has to say. Mm-hmm. They just want to go in there and see him yell. Yep. I just want him to see him do the thing where he yell at the top of his lungs and he talk about the the Cowboys and right. Kwame Brown and you know he's a bona fide scrub. They just want to see the yelling. Yeah. And what happened was Kwame became low hanging fruit. He was seventeen. Um, he or eighteen. He was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. He. was basically voiceless because who you gonna speak over jordan i know right (laughs) (laughs) your coach you know you're like 19 nobody's gonna listen to what you have to say that the press is not gonna come to you yeah so the reason i'm talking about all of this is because i believe that the public plays a role in the machine and until the public or as kwame calls it we the people Mm -hmm. begin to really turn against the machine that's the only way that they're really going to get the point because I used to laugh at the jokes. I used to laugh at the antics, but we don't think about the fact that there's a person behind those jokes. Yeah. And on top of that, really all we want to see is just two people jawing at it. You know, so as far as human nature is concerned, Do you think that this is going to do anything for people as far as how we relate to one another? Um, I think so. One, I've seen a lot of um, comments saying, like, this is what happens when you pick on the quiet kid at school type of thing. Um, I think this helps people realize that people are people. Like, even if someone's the butt of our jokes, like, they're still a person um but so i haven't seen too many of the videos but what i like about this situation he went at somebody named stephen jackson right mm-hmm. right i saw well i skimmed through his i guess his most recent response and what i like about the comment section was that he had no rebuttal for what kwame or kwame said it was kind of all like materialistic like you know but i have this and you know cars closed you know that type of thing Mm -hmm. and so one not only do i think this helps people realize that people are people when you have to be careful of what you say and the whole treat people how you want to be treated i think it brings people back to that but it's also tearing down idols Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like you said they tune into what Stephen a smith to see him yell and to do all these things and you know people may not necessarily see him as an idol but you know he may be to some people but or Stephen A. Smith or whoever else he done went at but once you see like 
how they respond to this or what they have to say to this, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, wow, this person isn't that great. Exactly. And that's why this scripture about exposing the nakedness, it's almost like, you know, listen, some people might have a phenomenal body like Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of that. <laughs> right. But the average person, right. you know, we look pretty decent in some clothes. But if everybody <laughs> was just walking around here naked, you begin to see people's flaws. Yeah. You begin to see cracks and crevices and moles and all right. sorts of crazy stuff we don't even need to go into. <laughs> but the point is that something is happening in this country and in my opinion through this particular incident mm -hmm. that is causing folks to re-examine yeah what's been placed in front of them yeah i never asked the question if he's so sorry why did he stay in the league 13 years right you know but here's the deal like he might not have averaged a bunch of points in a whole bunch of rebounds but if you're going up against somebody like shaq and shaq is 300 pounds and like seven feet or something like that a guy like Kwame can at least deter him a little bit. Yeah. Because if I'm guarding Shaq, <laughs> Shaq's going like 70 points. Yeah. So there's so much that we don't even know about the game that because we let the opinion of an expert in a Skip Bayless, a Stephen A. Smith, somebody who never has really played the game on a professional level, yeah. we we held their opinion in such high high esteem mm -hmm. and then finally what ended up happening was now we're saying you know what who what are his credentials actually i know <laughs> i was just gonna ask you if stephen a smith actually was in the nba no <laughs> oh, well okay there he, you go. He, yeah he <laughs> was not in the nba he i believe he played at a university but he had bad knees and a broken jump shot see and and that's one of the things Kwame was saying is that a lot of his criticism comes from his experiences where mm -hmm. he just wants to pick on somebody because he's not good at anything else. Wow. What do they call that now? Projecting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you're right. It's tearing down the idols. It's causing us to, to really figure out, okay, who should I be listening to? What should I be paying attention to? Is this thing even really all that I imagined it to be? You know, and, and not just in sports and ESPN and all of that, but like you were saying, just through what's been happening these last couple of years, do you feel like people are coming to a place of more sobriety? I absolutely think so. Mm. Um, kind of sticking with sports. Sports especially, I feel like, has I don't watch sports, y'all, so I'm not no sports analyst or anything like that. But from what I hear, sports has kind of taken a lot of hits in the past couple years as far as um, being politically correct or, or woke. Maybe not politically correct, but woke. Mm -hmm. Then last year, COVID hit. People can go to the games physically. I think they're just now kind of starting to do that again. Um, so now I guess like NBA players are fighting fans or something like that. So I kind of feel like in this case with sports as the example, a lot of people are kind of just getting tired of things mm. along with things being exposed about machines and the industry and all this, you know, all this, it's just also not enjoyable anymore, which I believe the Lord is allowing to happen because if that, if that was your one thing that kept you from God and you don't like it anymore, like where else do you go? Wow. 
Yeah, that's a great point. People are seeing things through a different lens. Mm -hmm. I know in general, a lot of folks are getting with the thing with sports and their ratings being lower. People are tired of the woke, the woke propaganda. Yeah. And it's not just in sports. It's it's in a lot of places because it's like the the powers that be are trying to force these agendas on everybody. Mm -hmm. You can't watch a, it. It'll be like a, a piece of commercial. And then it'll be trying to push some something woke on you or like an ice cream commercial. Yeah. And you just like, I just want to buy some ice cream and eat exactly. some ice cream. But they're they're preaching to you and they're trying to impose their views on you where it doesn't even belong. Yeah. It's funny you said that. Well, I know that this happens, but a couple of days ago I had my son watch something on PBS Kids, which seemed safe. seemed like a safe bet. Mm -hmm. But um, then there was like a scene, I was listening to it and this this guy was like, oh, there's no extracurriculars left and I can't do ballerina, I mean, or ballet because I'm a boy. And they had this boy and this girl saying like, boys can do anything or girls can do anything. And like, you know, maybe physically, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I'm not putting my son in ballet, you know? So it's little, that could be like a small agenda, but it's things like that, that plant seeds. And pe I agree with you, people who still have some sense are just tired of it. Yeah. It's too, it's, it's just excessive. Like you said, you can't even watch a commercial. You can't listen to like a radio ad, <laughs> like it, like you nowhere safe. Yeah. I think one of the best things out of this whole situation is it's causing people to think critically. Yeah. It's causing people to think critically and, and the ability to think critically is something that has been taken away. Because everything now is so microwave, it's so social media. Mm -hmm. So everybody's used to figuring out everything in 30 seconds or less, 15 seconds or less. And people are being taught how to think. Right. The beauty in this now is that since people are being, are, are, are experiencing a situation that is causing them to think, right? Mm -hmm. um, what that does is it opens up people to be receptive. Yeah. Uh, and prayerfully, they can be receptive to God, yeah. that they can be receptive to Christ. Because as you're saying, when those idols become insignificant in our lives, they become smaller and smaller. And if is, if there is a revelation of Christ, he becomes larger and larger. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that this could possibly be judgment on these industries. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in more industries because, you know, Kwame has called for a boycott of the Breakfast Club. He's called for a boycott of um, Stephen A. Smith or, or the canceling of them. Right. And mm -hmm. it may not it may not seem like. Who, let me say it this way. Who knows how much of a dent he can actually make? Yeah. But this is what I will say. In a week, this man went from like four thousand subscribers to like 297,000 subscribers or something like might that. Might have set a record, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he very well might have set a record for how fast some someone can grow. And taking that into consideration now, what that tells you is that people are paying attention. Mm -hmm. People are watching. Yeah. Stephen A mm -hmm. uploaded a rebuttal, every a lot of people ratioed it. Wow. So so what what's either what's happening is either people's eyes are being open he is opening the eyes of the blind yeah 
or people have felt this way and he's now relevant enough mm -hmm. to actually you know to actually be that spokesperson who doesn't have anything to lose right and even though i don't know where he is with his walk if he knows the lord or not right mm -hmm. it did say he was baptized in his little high school bio or whatever but he has made himself sufficient enough to where he can speak out against a system and not need to worry about the repercussions of the system right you know I, we spoke last week about how he's potentially angry or whatever but some of that anger might have been a righteous anger mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know if that's the right way to really explain it but it could have been a righteous anger because he had a legitimate reason to be angry about something yeah and the reason I bring that up is because there's a boldness that comes when we're not bound to the system. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the righteous are bold as a lion. So that word righteous, we know, means to be in right standing with God. Right. Now, from his pers perspective, it's not really about the way I think he's thinking now. It's not necessarily about being in right standing with God, but it's about mm -hmm. being in the right. Mm -hmm. And as importantly, not being bound to the wrong. Right. You know, this man has a tractor. He cuts his own grass. <laughs> he grows his own food. He knows how to raise chickens. So it's like, I don't, you don't need to, I don't have to worry about you canceling me. Because mm -hmm. everything I'm doing, I'm doing on my own. Right. You don't sustain me. Right. And so spiritually, with that kind of what I gain from that spiritually is that if we truly believe God to be our source, if we truly believe him to be our protector, our provider, our banner, and all of these other things that the word says that he is, that's the type of boldness that we should be able to have. Yes. You know, a lot of times we don't have boldness because of the expense that comes with it. Right. You know, so, um, the boldness that he's speaking with now he's speaking with something now i ain't saying he's speaking with holy boldness now he i wouldn't call it holy boldness right. <laughs> but um but he's speaking with some really bold aggression and i believe he does that because of where he is um he had judge joe brown on recently mm -hmm. who actually even lifted up the skirt of other industries like hollywood mm -hmm and politics and you know i don't need to go into the details of it but i wonder if god is in the midst of some of this right i don't know it's it's something i go back and forth with like god does god use secular people for a greater cause right you know do you think that's something he does or it's just like what's your take on that well I think he could. <clears throat> the first time I, I encountered any enlightenment as far as like lifting the skirt on the industry and things like that, I'm pretty sure those people, well, they did not carry themselves like they were saved. <laughs> mm -hmm. They were, I guess, in the same sense as Kwame, free from the world, but they just have not met Christ yet. Um, So that very well... I believe he I believe he can. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he can work all things for his good. Um, that's not to say he necessarily always will. On one hand, he could, you know, be saying, you know, this is where y'all are in the world. I'm going to let y'all have at it and I'm still going to get the glory mm-hmm. or let me take this dude and use his anger or whatever to further destroy these idols. Because personally, especially within the last year, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of tearing down of idols. Mm. When I speak to people like in the world or old friends that I've had, we all kind of say like, man, celebrities aren't the same as they used to be. You mm. know, they on like, they cussing people out and they doing this and that, or we even like these um franchises, everything is so vocal now. It's like people have a voice, which we all have a right to, but it's like the more <laughs> some people or organizations speak, the mm. less you like them. Wow. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you had me until you started talking about this <laughs> or until you started doing that. Uh-huh. So I think there's a lot of that going on because unfortunately when COVID started, people, people turned to alcohol, social media, um, even though things weren't the same, like people were still holding on. Like, I just, I need to have this Mm -hmm. to distract me from COVID, which may also be God's judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, but now people are just like, wow, we like we just can't have anything. Like all this stuff sucks. <laughs> and then God, I, I do believe, can use that and say, like, none of this stuff can fulfill you. None of this stuff can do anything for you. I'm enjoyable. I'm this. I'm I'm everything you want, and that is in me, and then some. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. On the whole, do you think that the pandemic sobered people up? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah, okay. I see people all the time, you know, saying like tomorrow's not. I mean, people always say tomorrow's not promised, but I think they mean it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like life mm. is just so short, or you know, I just had a a friend text me maybe a couple of days ago about like you know enjoying life while she can. Mm-hmm. She also texted me today and said there was like a sh- a shooting at a mall and her family was there. You know, stuff like this happens, but when you place it on COVID with all these death numbers or sickness numbers, and at this point, I think we all know somebody who's had it, mm-hmm. you know, some may have people who, who pass from it. People are definitely like clinging onto life by thread. And um, I think that may have been a, a part of a... Uh, some of God's intent. Yeah. You know, like what, maybe five years ago, nobody had a care in the world. Mm-hmm, <laughs> maybe that mm-hmm. your only care was maybe like political, but you know, for the most part, you could still do stuff. You could go to the movies. You could, you could travel. Granted, you can do that now, you know, depending, but mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot more that comes with it now. Like people are like, is this trip worth me possibly contracting something? And yeah. People are just like, life is not the same. And I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of love that. Like, life is not the same. It probably will never be. But you still have an answer. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I love it. I think each one of these idols that can get torn down or each one of these skirts that can be exposed, the more the merrier. 
I agree. Yeah. The reason I asked that question is because it seems like people are trying to come on the other side of it to get back to normalcy, right? Mm. Now, here's the, the dilemma is normalcy is contingent upon this jab in yeah. some people's minds, right? And I'm I, I love the fact that a lot of people have learned that life is short mm-hmm. and hopefully have contemplated that they shouldn't take things for granted yes. and prayerfully have decided to, you know, find out what's going to happen to me if I die. Mm-hmm. And if they ask that question, hopefully cultivated a relationship with Christ yes. or, you know, re revive their relationship with the Lord or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. But for some, this jab is being presented as their ticket back to normalcy. Mm-hmm. So this whole COVID uh, experience it makes me think it is one scripture. It's a scripture in Hebrews chapter two. I got to see if I can find it real quick, but it basically talks about Hebrews chapter two, verse 14, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's read 15. It's, it's, it's speaking about Christ here. It says, and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Wow. So through this whole pandemic, I believe there's things that have been revealed in people, mm-hmm. whereas the fear of death has basically kept them in bondage to where anything government tells them that they should be doing or that they need to do, they will do it. Yeah. Because whatever it is that's going to keep me from dying, I'm going to do that thing to keep me alive. I agree. So yeah, there's, there's two sides of the coin. There's what you said, what you mm-hmm. said, and then there's what I said. And then there's the slim side of the coin where like it, they touch base. <laughs> but um, I definitely agree. I, I, also, I almost feel like, CDC or whoever has been hearing some of us naysayers because now they're saying if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask in certain places even though that's still up to your like state government but um <sighs> jab or no jab life will never be the same I wow. just that's 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 my thinking and it's almost it's sometimes a bit frustrating because it's like people are trying to reject death so much but they're not going to life wow it's like (laughs) like they want to live here forever yeah it's like man what 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 fantasy word are you looking at because when i go outside or turn on tv i shake my head every time like there's nothing good here Mm -hmm. i mean there may be something you know that you can there are things here that are enjoyable by the grace of god but the world as a whole is not some like this is not anywhere to hold on to, mm-hmm. but there's a um, there's a so if you go to God, there's another another idol that has to be torn down, and that's yourself. Wow! And people aren't ready to do that yet, mm-hmm. which is why they are just holding on to everything else. Because if I go to God, I'm going to have to come to myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that yet in hopes <laughs> that 
things will go back to the way they were. Yeah. Which is sad, but yeah, it's it's that's definitely the case. It's like people fearing death. And I'm not and I don't and I, every time I say this scripture, I always give this disclaimer. It's not like I'm just like, oh, I don't care what when I die. Right. Like, no, just take me now, shoot right. me. It ain't nothing like that. Like I'm just so big and bad. But what I'm saying is this whole experience these last couple of years has really just shown how much people can be controlled mm -hmm. by that particular fear. Mm -hmm. And what drives that fear is if you have a relationship with Christ or not. Mm -hmm. Now, I suppose it might be just some crazy people that are in a false religion or, or just maybe an atheist or something, and maybe they don't fear it right. you know, for the wrong reasons. But the right reason that we shouldn't fear it is because we have a promise of eternal life. And in that promise, right, that's our security. That's our blessed assurance. But when someone doesn't have a relationship with God, you really can just be tossed any type of direction mm -hmm. because somebody has to be in charge. Right. You know, so you're not in charge. <laughs> right. I'm not in charge. You know, so it, it's been weird watching the way that people have been able to be manipulated and how their thinking has been operated on. It's been like a psychological operation mm -hmm. where people have not been thinking critically. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's also just kind of sad because there are a couple people I know, their first thought isn't to just do what the CDC says and just get the, get the vaccine or all these different things that they tell us to do. But they feel like their hands have been forced, um, which is especially when we need Christ because us as things, we're going to come up against that at some point as well. But I have a friend who only reason she got the jab is because her, her grandmother's in the home and they wouldn't let her see them, which to me is like, okay, you could take her out to home, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you know, to them, it's like, I want to be able to see her so bad. I'm just going to get it. Or I told you about um, a pregnant lady who had to get her daughter from school um, and she was going to an OB appointment and they turned her away because she had her four-year-old daughter with her. Wow. Um, and she was like freaking out because she's had a previous miscarriage. So um, there's a lot of people, jobs, healthcare, especially to, to them even if you are a healthcare worker and you don't want to get the jab, other healthcare workers are like, excuse you, like, this is where we work. You shouldn't want this. Right. <laughs> you know, so there's some people that's running to get it. And there's some people whose hands are forced and, mm. or they, who feels that their hands are forced. Um, and for those, for all people, I have hope, but for those people, I kind of feel like, like you said, they're receptive mm -hmm. to, to Christ prayerfully. Um, and it's like, I'm not going to lie, like the amount of people who's gotten the jab, people I know or whoever, I'm a little baffled. <laughs> I yeah. probably shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the deal. There's, they're incentivized to get it. Yeah. The first, the first thing is the fear. You know, the, it, you know, people are caught between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it as like, either way I could possibly die. This this is from their perspective. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if I don't get it, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna die because they didn't 
said the name of this thing you can't you couldn't turn on the news without them just bombarding it bombarding it right oh, and then i'm not supposed to say that word on youtube i just don't like saying it. i don't know what you can oh, say okay. or what you can't say <laughs> i just say jab and, okay you know who knows you know they so that's another discussion yeah. but um people so the first thing is they're caught between a rock and a hard place so like you said some people may not even be a fan of the the jab but it's like okay well i want to live and so i've heard cases where somebody for example somebody told me today their sister is on their last year their last semester of college mm -hmm. they got almost like straight a's like all a's and one b they're about to graduate with all sorts of honors and stuff like that but the school told them they can't finish unless they have the jab wow one semester left wow and the, the last previous semester was online mm -hmm. so it's like why can't she just finish it off online right but but the point I'm getting to is things are being positioned in a way to where you won't be able to live unless you get it. Now, I'm not saying this is the, the market beast or nothing like that. Right. But it's it's it has those same outcomes. Right. That's why a lot of people have been calling it a precursor. Yeah. Um, that's why I say like... Um, I just hate hearing stories like that mm -hmm. of, you know, the people who can't graduate. Because in the world, like, what are you going to do? If you have no revelation of Christ, you kind of just like, okay, what else am I going to do? I, want, I done went to primary school, mm -hmm. uh, high school, college, and I'm throwing that away because I can't walk, you know, walk across stage or whatever. Let me just get the, let me just get the jab. And it's so unfortunate, like, Cause some people have reportedly passed from it. Some people just have very bad effects to it. And like I said, I'm not saying that it's the mark, um, but it's definitely conditioning people to accept the mark. Yeah, which is really sad. Um, I kind of hope there's a t like. <laughs> I kind of hope there's a tearing down of this idol too. Uh, with the, the fear? Oh, the, okay, got you. Maybe that yeah. might not be possible because, I mean, I am not, all things are possible through Christ Jesus. But I'm just saying, like, like you said, people, the fear and mm. being, you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Who knows? But I, I, I pray that it is because, to me, it's not even necessarily the vaccine. It's just condition is what is conditioning your heart for. Yeah, it it probably is going to there's probably going to be a shift from fear because the people that are in fear and who get the jab, those that survive it, they're going to feel like they're good to go. Right. But then the people that don't have it, either you're not going to have the little app on your phone like they're doing over, I think in Jerusalem or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, you're still going to be the person that that's required to wear a mask. So there's going to be this separation. Yeah. So I guess it still probably would be fear, but it's going to be a different type of fear where it's going to create division within people mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I can be friends with you because me and you have the jab. But then if Susie doesn't have it, then we can't be friends with Susie. 
and then if I see Susie and she's working at my job and not a hundred ninety nine out of a hundred of us have it and Susie doesn't, right? Then we're all looking at her with the side eye. I was just gonna say that's another thing that this jab is doing. It's making people feel like high and mightier than other people. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of so I've seen a lot of people who don't want the jab who are not necessarily criticizing the people who do have them. Mm-hmm. But the people who do have them think lowly of us who don't have them like <laughs> they're gonna hate me yeah <laughs> like why would you joke. not get it like what you have to say about this is so stupid and like it 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 bigs them up mm-hmm. like they're just so like they have the answer like they have the key and you are a fool for not taking it that's their savior man no (laughs) (laughs) yeah that they see that as the savior that's coming to save and rescue them out of this situation and you are an idiot you know if you just don't choose to take it yeah you know that's how it's shaping up to be there's there's this elitist Mm -hmm. and that's not good because that's how (laughs) we had nazi germany yep there was propaganda certain people were targeted Mm mm-hmm and a lot of the people who won't take the jab, some of them are just, you know, woke, you know, um, I don't know if woke is the right word. Cause anyway, some people are just like knowledgeable truth or type research. I yeah. guess the world will call them conspiracy theorists. Right. But then a lot of us are gonna be believers. Yeah. And we're the ones who really know not to compromise because Jesus tells us not to do that. Right. So we're going to, well, I mean, hopefully it doesn't come to this, but it's shaped the way things seem to be shaping up. Yeah. It's like, there's going to be a division between folks. Um, so this could very well be an idol. I mean, it, it certainly is an idol. Yeah. Like you were saying. Anything that like puffs you up like that or breeds pride is not, is not good. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do now, sister, I want to go to some comments. Okay. Man, we ain't know what. Let me scoot over something. We looking all crazy <laughs> on the screen. You fine. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go back up to the top. I know earlier we were kind of speaking on the exposing of some of these mm-hmm. uh, media and a lot of the propaganda and the spiritual agendas that go behind those. Mm-hmm. Once again, I want to greet everybody in the name of Jesus Christ. Um from over here, everybody picture looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, Miss Clark says Kevin Samuels exposing the carnal dating game, and Kwame Brown exposing the media machine and the agenda. Amen, sister. I agree with that. Let me put on screen. I agree with that. And um, you know, Lord willing, we're probably going to dive into the first person you mentioned. Hopefully next week. Uh, me and brother Randy might come on and speak a few words about that. That's a whole different discussion <laughs> talking about that, that exposure and that movement. Uh, Christ warrior says Kwame is a thorn in the flesh for the media. Wow. Absolutely. And we were talking about that, how certain things that probably would have happened to other people mm-hmm. have not happened to him because he has the backing of the people. Right. Yeah, I told you earlier, I'm surprised his YouTube channel is even still a thing. Yeah, you can't say that, though, because then he's going to make a video about it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my we gotta, bad. We got to tread lightly. I know, my bad, Kwame. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, King of Grace says, I think there will be a select who will not be receptive to the information. Those same people will be the ones gaslight the ones to gaslight and further ostracize him because they are the gatekeepers slash oath givers. And that's what it really is. People have an allegiance to these uh, machines. You know what I mean? That's what he's exposing this brotherhood that he talks about this go along, get along gang that he talks about. And I'm sure there's more that he knows about it, but when he mentions it, it causes you to open your eyes to certain things. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of knew basically most of what he was saying right but i went back and i looked at the interview with donnell rollins on the breakfast club and how they were throwing um kwame <laughs> calls them bunkies but i guess okay. it's like some it's so stupid but like some cut out of a man's backside oh yeah they were like they they basically brought him on there to roast him mm. Wow. Or to kind of like bully him. I don't. I don't know the the reason why. But when you go and you watch that video with clearer eyes, mm-hmm. with with a different perspective, you see exactly what's actually going on behind that. You know, I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sister Reese says the truth is God's Holy Spirit. I did get the revelation that there will be a revival of sinners turned to saints. With that, yes, more people of the world will start to stand for truth. Praise the Lord. And in in our comment, I think that's what it really is. Sometimes to get to truth, we got to climb through a bunch of lies. Yeah. See, see, because the Bible talks about tearing down strongholds. Mm-hmm. And a stronghold is a military term. So the stronghold is basically an idea that we build up in our minds mm-hmm. and if if i tell you something first what happens is that's the first thing that's been introduced to you right and so you hold that in a higher precedent mm-hmm. but if something new is presented to you it's going to have to compete against that first thing that's already been established right what do they call that? Uh, what is it? Cognitive, Cognitive dissonance. dissonance. Yeah, yeah. And when when that thing comes to challenge what you first believed, you have a choice to make. Like either I'm going to <laughs> uh, live in denial, or I'm going to accept this new truth. What helps is to tear down as many of those lies as you possibly can. Agreed. And. That's what I believe is happening right now, even in this secular conversation, hopefully for the benefit of like Sister Reese said, turning sinners into saints, right? I yes. think that's the that's what's happening is there's a tearing down of the lies. There, there's an exposure of of the baloney. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Christian word. <laughs> <laughs> there's an exposure of the baloney. But you know, God knows that this formula works. Um, I think you said this before too, but when I first got saved, I went through a truth through movement before I even got really got any biblical knowledge because I guess I idolized so many things. <laughs> mm. So like literally, like it was probably like a solid month where obviously I ingested Christian content as well, but, or some of these truthers were, you know, Christian or whatever, but 
you know, there was a lot of like mass consumption of that type of content. And then I, you know, moved on to actual biblical knowledge. Yeah. So, um, and that later on keeps you from going back to these idols as well. Yeah. Um, even if you see some things, it doesn't even have the same effect on you. Like, like if you used to love Beyonce, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you, you know, you you stop idolizing her, you can see she donated twenty thousand dollars to Africa, and you're just like, well, good yeah. for Beyonce, I guess, or good for Africa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes me think of this scripture. I gotta find it. This one of the ones is hard to search, so so hopefully I can get it. But basically, God talks about um, kind of lowering the mountains, right, mm. and elevating the valleys. Now, I'm definitely paraphrasing this, but let's see if we can get it. Man, the internet is good sometimes. Yep. <laughs> it's in a couple of places, but the first one I see here is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 4. And it says, Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And matter if I'm gonna read this uh this context version that they have, it says in verse five, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all humanity together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So what I take from that is God at some point or another is gonna do a thing where everything is gonna be level. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be no Ain't going to be none of this. You know how the Bible say God is not a respectable person. Yeah. He's not. He's going to he's going to show you that these people wake up and put on two pair of pants just like everybody else. Right. Um, And the people that are low, the people that are oppressed, he's going to bring them up. Mm-hmm. And the people that are high and mighty, he's going to bring them down. Yep. And the things that's crooked, he's going to make it straight. Wow. And everything is going to be on the even playing field. Yes. And then look at it in verse five, it says, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Wow. Yeah. Man. The 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 title this the section header on this says, Prepare the way for the Lord. Man. Yeah. If only God can do that. Level out playing fields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Tarima says, I hadn't heard of Kwame until you talked about him last week, but I appreciate so much of what he's saying yeah. not so much how he's saying <laughs> but it's whatever <laughs> i agree sister yeah. somebody made this point that and this is kind of sad but if he weren't if he wasn't saying it the way he is saying it would we be paying him as much attention right like you know how you know how you can lace you can lace something with a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Kwame had to cuss these dudes out and then lace it with a little bit of truth. Right. And then people kind of like catching it. Mm-hmm. And then as you'll see, the more he's making these videos, the less cursing he's doing. Yeah. Wow. Now that's not, I mean, now he just started from, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's when I say less, that don't mean he down to zero. Like <laughs> he started from a hundred. <laughs> He was going 100 miles an hour. He probably going like 50, right? Nah. But I say all of that to say 
you know, and I think that's for several reasons. I think one, he's calmed down a little bit. Yeah. I think two, the, I think two, um, YouTube, he understands YouTube guidelines a little bit. Yeah. So he's trying to exercise a little bit more wisdom. And so those things are probably working. But I think three, he now believes that he has the platform to be able to shift the conversation and do more constructive things. Mm -hmm. Like he wants to give give shoes to the kids in school and all of that, you know, community stuff or whatever. But yeah, he's saying it in such a way. So do do you do you think that people sometimes like have to hear it like that in order to pay attention to it? Maybe. We hear this example all the time. Like a mom can tell a kid to sit down 10 times and they still gonna stand up. But then when dad says it, you pay attention. Mm. I think it's the same thing here. I mean, he could say the same thing in a politically correct way. Like, guys, you know, this media machine and this and this and that. And people will probably listen and get it. But I think it wouldn't be as big as it is now. Um, but one, like we already said, because he was in it. And two, because he's... I'm not going to say angry. I'm going to say passionate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because he's as passionate as he is about what he's saying, people are like, wow, like he's fed up. And I actually want to ask you this. Do you think whatever, regardless of whatever front some of these faces are putting on, do you think that these people are humble? Because this butt of the joke thing has gone on for years. And he's never said anything. He's never replied. Yeah. But now that he's, I mean, I know one person was humble, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the rest of them, do you think in a way they're kind of just like humbled a little bit or want to play it safe a little bit more? I, yes. And I believe it's caused a lot of us to rethink the way we talk about people. As I mentioned, people just really on these shows, they just want to see two people <clears throat> go back and forth at it. Mm -hmm. That's why they put it usually on the show. They'll put a white guy and a black guy, Stephen A., Max <laughs> Kellerman, Skip Bayless, uh, Sh uh, Shannon Sharp. They'll put them at odds against one another and they they will purposely meet beforehand and have opposing views. Yeah. Like it's not by coincidence that they have opposing views. It's like, OK, you're going to be the Jordan guy. I'm going to be the LeBron guy. We're going to go in here and we're going to yell for about 40 minutes because we got to pay these bills. Yeah. And that's the machine that's working, right? And so what Kwame has done is he has taken that same approach. He has basically did a bunch of yelling and a bunch of name calling. And he got a bunch of slogans now. Mama's cooking and all of that different type of stuff. Uh, you know, Becky with the good hair. He's, you know, he he's he's done, did what the people like. But then he put a somewhat positive message or at least a message that exposes behind it. Yeah. So I think a few people have been humble and a lot of people period have been humble. I've been humble in a sense that I realize there's one thing to criticize somebody, but there's another thing, or there's one thing to critique somebody, but there's another thing to ridicule somebody. Yeah. Now the thing about it is a lot of times the, the line was crossed. Mm hmm so if you want to talk basketball, yes, it was understood he did not live anywhere near up to expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's what Stephen A. came out and talked about, which it doesn't appear that he's been humbled. 
because yeah. his thing is, hey, my job is to talk about basketball. If you put yourself out there and you don't live up to par, no. you need to live with the consequences that come with that. That's not my fault. That's your fault. He's right above the above the surface. Right. But Kwame is right beneath the surface. Is he's saying the whole machine is corrupt because the machine is not really about you caring about how well I play basketball or not. Yeah. The machine is about me being a pawn mm -hmm. and someone that you have a, a reason to rant about so that you can sell some commercials. Yeah at the expense of me being low-hanging fruit so he's talking about that he sees it more as like a racial thing like tearing the black man down yeah it's probably some of that but <laughs> i believe it's mostly just the mentality of what people gravitate to yeah people love mess yeah like what's that saying like you can't take your eyes off a car car crash or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. you, it's a mess, obviously. And maybe you pray that everybody okay, but you, you, it's still hard for you to tear your eyes away from it. Right. And people get can get addicted to that, like, yeah. which is why people watch these Stephen A. Uh, Stephen A. Smith shows or tune into these blogs or watch The Breakfast Club. Like, mm -hmm. people like to see that. You know, Charlemagne is 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 famous for a reason because he's known for what he's known for you know yeah um what has taught me is like i said you can't have the machine without the fuel without the power yeah and the power does come from the people and it's almost like that conflict that we love so much that combat that we love so much you throw somebody like a kwame into the lion's den and usually you're expecting the person to die mm -hmm. but he's one of the few people that actually made it out alive and lived to tell about it right and he's just saying hey that wasn't cool how y'all threw me in that lion's den like that mm -hmm. so then as a spectator it makes me feel guilty right for being one of the people that laughed at that yeah now it's like okay granted you did not play basketball well bro <laughs> like let's 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 be real <laughs> But at the same time, did we have to make him the butt of jokes? Right. No. he's There's a person behind those jokes. So we have to have our, our, our especially as believers, we have to be mindful of what comes out of the tongue because the Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Had they spoken more life to this young man, maybe he would have panned out to be a better player. Yeah. You know, he, you know, I, we, we ain't going to get too deep into the sports, but <laughs> that's very well possible that if they had encouraged him more instead of discouraging him. He could have been a better player. He could have been a better player. And their reputations would be saved. No, I'm just playing. Probably would have been another Kwame or Kwame. Yeah, because of the machine. <laughs> yeah. And that's what God is doing. He's lifting the skirt up on the machine to say, you know what? What are you guys even re really talking about? Do you even right. know what you're talking about? And so I believe that it is a judgment. And even in that same book, Nahum, that we were reading earlier, in Nahum chapter one, before the Lord even got to that, verse three says, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked. So what that means is that whoever is wicked is not going to get let off the hook. Yeah. 
Then it says this. It says the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. So to answer the question about would people have listened if Kwame had just kind of kept it simple? I think the Lord needed somebody to come in like a whirlwind. Yeah. I won't say needed, but I think the Lord chose to use somebody to come in like a whirlwind. Yeah. Like a like a hurricane, like a tornado. Shake things up. Shake things up. You know <laughs> what I mean? Shake things up. So this industry, don't be surprised if you see it with Hollywood. Don't be surprised if you see it with politics. You know, I believe a lot of people's eyes are going to be open. A lot of people's nakedness is going to be exposed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me say something. Christ Warrior referencing Kwame, I, I presume, he says, the best part is he has no ties to the media, so they can't really defame him. Charlemagne tried it and it backfired. Yeah. Most celebrities who stand up to the media are killed or defamed. Yep. He has nothing to lose. Yep. And that's that's really how we as believers should be carrying ourselves. You know, because we've already gained eternal life. Right. So it's like, okay, to live as Christ, to die as gain. gain. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that. Yeah. Um, man, but it just shows you the power of freedom. Yeah. Because he has true freedom. Yep. He believes he has true freedom. So it empowers him to be able to speak. And to not hold back, no holes barred or whatever that is. Yeah. He's, like you said, free to say whatever he wants to say. Mm -hmm. And his um, newfound, I guess, for lack of a better word, purpose in life kind of helps that. Because if he was a douche or whatever... Mm-hmm. That will not help his case. <laughs> right. Um, granted, you know, maybe you might think so the way he speaks, but you know what I'm saying? Like if he was just as bad as Charlemagne or Stephen A, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, like you guys are one and the same. But because especially to carnal people, he's more fulfilled or doing better as far as helping the community and things like that. Mm-hmm they are more inclined to hear what he has to say. Wow. Sister Tatiana says, God uses foolish things to confound the wise, to shame the wise. Wow. Yeah, he absolutely does. King of Grace says, COVID put things into perspective. Absolutely. Yes, it's just some good conversation going on in here, family. Wow. I think some people realize they will not inherit the kingdom and look to prolong life here like H plus, which is a transhumanism movement. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to merge man, you know, almost into machine to the point where we can just sustain, you know what I mean? To this, they're trying to figure out a way that they, that we can live forever outside of Christ. Yeah, but it's crazy because he's the way, right? <laughs> you know, like, and 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 what is it? Let me ask you this question: Why do you think some people choose to try to find a way other than Christ? Um, they just 
like I said before, they don't want to come to themselves or come to the end of themselves, but mm. they choose to keep their identity in this world. Like I always hear, we always hear people say eventually, oh, let me mm. just, you know, do what I got to do for another five years. I'll come to Christ then. It's almost like they view him as like, all right, let me go ahead and get, you know, get right. It's like in saying that they can acknowledge that they live wrong, <laughs> mm. but they like it. And living the right way is not, it, it doesn't please the flesh. Right. So they they don't see the, the point of it or they don't want to do it yet. They like to find their identity here in whatever school, sports, marriage, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think people just really want this realm of existence to be it mm. even people who have <clears throat> in some sort of knowledge of heaven and hell if they find enough of themselves in this world then they start to even question that like mm. i've actually i've actually had a discussion with somebody before she said she didn't believe hell existed because it can't heaven and hell didn't exist because it can't get better or worse than this wow and i just felt so bad for her uh, I wasn't saved yet, but even I was like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that just made me so sad because it's like, you have to think there's something better than this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of that going on, unfortunately. People yeah. just want this to be it. Mm-hmm. It's what we're used to. Yeah. You know, it's what we're familiar with. What's that phrase? Familiarity breeds content or right. something like that. Yeah. Man. It's got to be more than this, though. You know what I mean? I, I have a question. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a think piece question. But, like, you think if we could remember life before this life, it'd be easier for us to get saved? What do you mean? Like, eternal life? Or... Yeah, like, speaking as if we were just in heaven with God, right, before uh-huh. we were born. Mm-hmm. You think if we could remember that, <laughs> it'd be easier for us to get saved? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't. I think when we're born, we're born. Mm-hmm. But I do also believe that we exist eternally in the mind of God, right? Because God knows the end from the beginning, right? If we had any revelation of the kingdom, then we would look forward to the kingdom, right? It's like I believe, you know, like you were saying, you were drawn to certain things when you when you really started to take your walk seriously, and I was drawn to certain things. Mm-hmm. When we have a revelation of the kingdom, it's almost like you see that revelation. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. Right. So it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm. So keeping that into consideration now, we know that there's something more for us when we leave this earth. Right. So the way we should be carrying it is like, okay, I live here now. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying myself here now, but I plan on moving. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not staying here forever. Right. So that revelation of the kingdom is what causes people to really kind of set their affection on things above mm-hmm. and not really the things of the world. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just some a few comments here. What does this say? Target employees in Pennsylvania are allowed to not wear masks, and there is a creation of class system in Target. that's the better way of explaining what I was trying to say earlier. It's going to create like a class system. 
that's funny because the example I was using about like people not having to wear masks, I was talking about Target. And I love Target. I really, really do. But I feel like at some point I'm gonna have to stop going there. <laughs> <laughs> the more the more this life goes on the way it's going. Yeah, that's the thing. Like all of the places are like that though. So it's like I know, right? <laughs> it's almost like pick your poison. I know. As Clark says, I think not having a jab keep fearful people away from my house uh as boldly as they brag about having it i come back just as strong yeah okay. praise the lord right. yeah here's a scripture matthew 16 and 25 for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it wow glory to god in the highest uh-uh. <laughs> we're going to talk about that guy next week. Oh, Bernice Brass says, praise the Lord. Brother Greg and family, I dreamed last night that Bishop Winans was going to preach, but when he sat down in the chair, all his private parts were showing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm going to have to. That's also another discussion for another day. I don't <laughs> even know. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. So listen, family, just to kind of recap what we talked about tonight. Let me read this one last scripture from Sister Cecilia. She says, 2 Timothy 3 says, people will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Mm -hmm. The love, they love the pleasures of the world more than the Lord. Wow. Yeah. To just kind of recap what we talked about tonight, family, opening up. Nahum chapter three, verse five, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face. That means he will lift up their skirts over their face. Then he says, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. It's easy to fake it, but we can only fake it, but for so long. Yeah be a separation and i believe god is in a season now of shedding light on a lot of areas that have been able to flourish in darkness yeah yeah and i love it <laughs> yeah it's, it's fascinating to watch it is fascinating to watch you know and and uh you know i think the whole kwame situation is just one domino mm. of things that we have been seeing and probably will continue to see you know, I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think the country overall is in the period of judgment. I can agree to that. <laughs> but even in the midst of that, we as believers, right, we have Christ. Yes. So we don't have to be um, fearful. There's a script. Let me find this scripture. I'm going to close out with this scripture. I got to find it. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Uh This is an encouraging scripture for uh, some people. <laughs> um, let's see if we can find it. I'm not sure if this is, I th yeah, this is, I think this is it. Second Peter chapter two, verse nine. This is what I want. What the scripture effectively said, okay, this is it. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation 
and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So what that means is with everything going on at the same time, God knows how to protect those that are his and how to judge those that he's going to judge. Mm -hmm. So it's like, regardless of what we see going on, we can have faith that God is just. Yes. And as long as he's just, everything is going to end up being where it needs to be. Yep. So we just want to be in Christ. Right. <laughs> and that just, brings about peace. Exactly. So, yeah, sister, that's all I really have for tonight. I just wanted to kind of chop this up a little bit. Um, this ex this season of exposure yeah. that we see happening. I think a lot of times we can look at these things and say, oh, they ain't got nothing to do. That's just something that they they over there doing. But right. God is sovereign. Yes. And it, it could be in some of these cases. He's doing something that we may not fully understand. You know, it's like he's using a, um, I forget that word they use in the Bible, but using one of those weapons to bring judgment, you know, mm -hmm. or even like Jehu, uh, when he killed Jezebel, Jezebel he was yeah. kind of like a, he was known for driving fast. That's what his name means. Wow. So he was like a, I, I picture him almost like a motorcycle type guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And God used him to take down Jezebel. God is good. So who knows the character of who he would, who God will choose to use to take down these institutions. Yep. Yeah. He can use anybody if he so chooses. Yeah. So that's all I really have, fam. Uh, sister, did you want to say anything before we close out? I did not. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I see two of, it's two of our bedtimes. <laughs> Obviously it's her bedtime and... <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> Glory to the Lamb of God. So thank you, our family, for hanging out with us a little bit. Prayerfully, you gained something from this discussion. Um, hopefully, I won't even be talking about this next week. <laughs> Y'all like, if he come on and talk about Kwame Brown one more time. But yeah, um, I just wanted to really talk about the, the judgment of God and are we able to recognize it when we see it. So that's all we have in this Solid Talk family. We pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect
Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroy, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i wanna be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need him every day to daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in